What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Copi Podcast, episode 80, our big episode 80 celebration. I'm here on Black Friday when we're recording. I just got some Black Friday deals. You guys are going to be listening to this on Cyber Monday. So hopefully, if I can get it up, if I can get things published and edited in time, I'm joined in person by Mr. Copi himself, Zach. Yeah, turned into a turkey. <laughs> so much. Yeah, man, I ate, I ate more pie than turkey. I only had like two pieces of turkey. I'm excited to eat more pie. Yeah, I think we're out of turkey now because I ate so much of it yesterday. Yeah, but honestly, turkey is I think the bottom tier of Thanksgiving food. I love right. turkey. Yeah. Like turkey is, I, don't know, I could have turkey every day. I think, and I get like turkey sandwiches all the mm. time. I can I, do like the deli sliced turkey, but like yeah. when it comes to like, well, I think that the the turkey, like Thanksgiving turkey, is so much better than like the sliced turkey because the sliced uh, turkey is almost like getting ham or something. When you get uh, like the actual turkey with the texture, the flavors, and the gravy, no. and the potatoes, and all the other things mixed with it, I would oh, say it's so good. I would say Thanksgiving tier. I'm a stuffing person. I would say Thanksgiving tier is. Stuffing at the top, and then you get like mashed potatoes is number two, yeah. and then you got you know your cornbread, your rolls, and then way at the bottom is just normal old turkey. It's like the only thing that makes turkey good, and I saw this on Twitter from someone, is the gravy. That's the only thing that pulls it together. Otherwise, bottom trash tier. <laughs> don't, 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 don't comment on it. Yeah, just no. leave it at leave that. It in the comments below. <laughs> Sound um, off. But no, uh, today's episode of Copi is kind of a special one, obviously because we're filming in person. It's the first episode we've recorded in person since I don't even know the exact number. Yeah, it probably was like a Patreon special when we had our Patreon page. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so it's kind of a big deal. And the other kind of big announcement is that we're, we're, we're starting to transition with episode 80 onwards in a kind of a more all-inclusive, all-gaming discussion. You may have seen it with our Fractured Butthole review, our Skyrim VR review. We're kind of trying to new things, and those videos are getting, and those episodes are getting lots of views, and people are kind of appreciating, I think, the new direction to talk about games everywhere instead of just Nintendo. Yeah. Much wider scope. And yeah. Everything. And so this episode is going to serve as our Game of the Year, Game Award nominees, um, kind of 2017 retrospective episode as we look back on 2017 of all games. And then it's also going to be kind of our end of the year episode because of that. And then we won't have any new episodes for the next two months because... Uh, we're going to be going through finals in college. I'm going to be graduating, um, but also we're going to be kind of rebranding, repackaging the way we do Copi to be all inclusive for all games and a new look moving forward in 2018 with episode 81, which will be cool. It'll be 2018 H1. Yeah. So we'll have that. And um, we got a new logo that we're kind of toying around with. You may see that be published with this episode, or you'll see the kind of rebranding happen in the next few months. Um, as we get that going. But yeah, so be on the lookout for that. And if you're really bummed that we're not doing exclusively Nintendo anymore, please understand that we're going to be doing tons of Nintendo still. Like when Fire Emblem comes out, um, I've been playing tons of the Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, Odyssey got its whole dedicated episode even after we kind of decided to do this shift over. Um, it just allows us to talk about Skyrim VR because we want to talk about Skyrim VR. Yeah, well, Every if you're talking about gaming, it's, you know, Nintendo's so woven into the fabric of everything that is gaming, especially now with the Switch dominating and mm -hmm. yeah. all that, so. Yeah, there's no way we can avoid it, and I mean, we'll keep the name Copi, which has Nintendo roots, mm -hmm. like it's always going to be a part of our roots, and so, but yeah, so the Game Awards are happening December 7th, I think, 
Yeah. Um, like a 7 p.m. 7th at 7. Horrible time. And, yeah, yeah, it's graduation when, and everything. Yeah, it's, I graduate the next morning, and so um, family's going to be traveling. But I think you're staying with us mm-hmm. in our new place. Yeah. And so I'm hoping just to have it, you know, I guess it's just going to be probably archived on YouTube, and we're just yeah. going to avoid social media that night. Probably working on my final projects. Right. That'd and be then, pretty uh, easy to avoid. And then, yeah, you can come over and we can watch it together. We just can't be a part of that initial reaction. Um, but we're going to be going through the nominees, kind of giving our um, input on it, who we think we voted for or will win, all sorts of discussion on it. Starting off with the kind of bottom tier awards and working our way up to the big game of the year. Yeah. And so without further ado, the first category is... Best Chinese game. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, starting off with that. No. The I don't even think I voted for this category. I don't. So. I don't think I did either. There was a few categories that I, you know, because I, I tried to give my, you know, best thought into it, mm-hmm. consider it, and there were a few ones that I was like, oh, they come back to this, or uh, it was like, is I just have no. If I didn't way play any of the games, I probably didn't vote for it. Right. Um, like I think there's one like best indie, and I didn't play any of them, but. Mm-hmm. But no, Monument Valley 2, like, JX3, Gumbella. I think I may have voted. I, th- I think I didn't, but I was like, uh, Monument, Monument Valley 2, I've heard of that game or yeah. something, and I was like, I assume that's probably pretty cool, but I just well, don't know. Well, Frank Underwood plays it on House of Cards. It's like oh, a right. pretty pivotal moment in season three. He like, oh, wow. It's like, have you ever heard of this video game? Monument that reminds Valley. me about how he was playing like the PSP or the Vita or something. <laughs> yeah, is that that's a so PlayStation cool. Vita? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin that's... Spacey, why? Yeah, such a bummer. You ruined Sony. <laughs> that's why the Vita's dead. <laughs> you touched it and it just um, was destroyed. So, next up, the best debut indie game presented by Shikaidro. And so, it's weird. There's two categories. One's like best indie and then this is best debut indie. I'm assuming... Best debut indie means like this is the first in an indie series. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you won't get. Uh, gosh, I don't even know of an example of like an indie sequel. Like maybe Steam World Dig Two. Or yeah, something. something like that. So so these are all the first in their lines. We have Slime Rancher, never played it. Mister Shifty, which we've dabbled in. Um, yeah, Hollow I beat that game. Hollow. Oh, you did. You beat it. Yeah. Oh, nice. Hollow Knight, which I hear great things about. Golf Story. Um, and then Cuphead, which had my vote. Yeah. Uh, Cuphead's I, I definitely phenomenal. Yeah, voted Cuphead. I think that that game just overall, like, bringing back the nostalgia of, you know, old-timey cartoons, old SNES-era games and Genesis-era, just the whole atmosphere, the, the boss run, the challenge of it, mm-hmm. the, everything yeah. about it was perfect. Yeah, and even they were on a podcast unfiltered with uh, IGN's kind of best and brightest in the video game industry interview show and the brother it's uh made by two brothers mm-hmm. and they were on the show talking about apparently like their cousin did the art design their other cousin did the music that's awesome um apparently what is what's the name uh, i lost it here it's like mdhr or something is their is their company name where is it uh, studio mdhr and their last name is like moldenhauer or something so that's what mdhr stands for and it's literally just like their family company name <laughs> like they just did it all together and um, I have a lot of respect that they, you know, um, whatever, I just lost my train of thought there. Yeah, like, I have a lot of respect for those guys. A lot of respect, the, mo- the most respect. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's a, the artist... No, they took their time with it. Yeah. It made good. It was announced, like, way back in time. That's what I was thinking of. Because with Mr. Shifty, I know those developers, like, some of the, the ports of that game, mm-hmm. like, Rush, I know when it came out on Switch initially, it was like, the frame rate was tor- yeah. terrible and everything, but... Cuphead, they took their time, almost like Breath of the Wild, I felt, to make a quality title. Yeah, it's interesting, in their interview with Ryan McCaffrey, they were saying, you know, a lot of people thought that they 
you know, they presented the first E3 and got lots of funding for it and praise. And a lot of people thought that they went into hiding with it because of criticism that it was just a boss fight game. Mm -hmm. And the reason, actually, they went and took more time on it is because they got so much praise that they were like, oh, crap. We have to add in. We oh, yeah. we have to add in more if we want to. Like we want to do this right. Like it wasn't even yeah. so much of a we need to shoehorn this like platforming aspect in. It was more so like they had so much extra money from their the you know the attention it got that they were like we can do more with this. So let's take our time with it. Yeah. Like, they weren't rushed at all. And um, they also did say in that interview it is exclusively one hundred percent Xbox console exclusive. Like. It's not even in the talks anymore to bring it anywhere else. It's like mm -hmm. it is living and dying there, no, and that's a, a bummer. Yeah, and they they said like like, but don't worry. There's you know definitely Cuphead in the future. We don't know if Cuphead's the next thing, but and then that will probably be on many things. But but yeah, it is it is very good that it's on PC. I don't th imagine you'd have to have a really strong PC to run it. So if you're kind of avoiding having an Xbox, if you're just sticking with Didn't PlayStation. They, wasn't it like there's that rain um, something that has been in production for the Switch. It's this like app that yeah. this guy's been developing Rain to stream um, PC games to your Switch. And they demonstrated Cuphead running on it. Yeah. And that just seemed like at least maybe one day in the future we'll have something to stream our PC games to the Switch. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. yeah, next up is, and this is another category as we kind of go through these beginning ones, best eSports team. It's like Team Liquid, Telecom, Lunatic, uh, FaZe, Cloud9. Um, I recognize Team Liquid from Ken, King of Smash, and Liquid DJ, and then, um, or was it DJ, uh, KDJ, or Korean DJ yeah. from Smash? Mm -hmm. He's on Liquid now, and then Cloud9 is Mango from Smash. Right. Um, FaZe, I've seen actually a few of their streams. There's some Destiny players, I think, on Team FaZe. So I recognize some of the names, but I didn't vote, because I didn't know, I th yeah, I think I didn't know the here, ethics like, of the teams. Yeah, exactly. Same with uh, Best Esports Player. Um, I was looking through to see if I could find like Mango or something from Smash, but didn't recognize any of them, so didn't vote for that. But shout out to the esports players presented by Omen by HP. Um, it would be cool. I want to get into the esports scene, especially with Destiny 2. I play so much. I'm very good at Destiny 2 competitive play, especially on PC. I'm getting like top tier stuff all yeah, the time. Be, I wanted to get back into Smash, honestly. I watched yeah. a little bit of Mewtwo King's analysis of this match between Armada and Wizrobe or something. And it was just like, oh man, I miss that, getting into that atmosphere. What we need, if we want to be competitive live streaming Kopai fighting team, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, mm -hmm. we need to be on PC yeah. playing that, streaming that. That'd, well, be, what that'd a, be epic. What a, I mean, detriment it has been to the Smash community, I think, to not have it be out on Switch, like, really soon. Like, as soon as possible, they went with Splatoon 2 and satisfied that community by giving it to them. Um, you know, the Mario Kart 8 community's got their game, but where Smash is like arguably their biggest like esports game, and they want Splatoon to do it, and they wanted Arms maybe to take off, and that really hasn't. But it's like, where's our Smash? Give us our Smash. I need it on the Switch now. Mm hmm. Speaking of Smash sports, esports, the best esports game of 2017: Rocket League, League of Legends, Dota 2, Counter Strike Global Offensive, and Overwatch. And I think I gave my vote to Rocket League simply because Overwatch has got its awards. Counter Strike Go is. Like, or CSGO is super old at this point and well, maybe the best competitive game of the year. It's like, come on now. Um, and then Dota and League of Legends, I was more of a Heroes of the Storm guy, so I haven't played those um, MOBAs. But Rocket League, just as far as like, 
especially coming out on Switch and just the fact that it's like such a unique competitive game of just playing soccer with rockets, rocket-powered cars. It's just the craziest thing. And so I think I gave it my vote to that, but probably second place for um, me would be Overwatch. I think I, I think I gave it to Overwatch um, because I got into it. I think it was more of a last year's kind of like it took over last year, mm -hmm. but I didn't really get into it until this year more. With PC, and, yeah, we got yeah. on it. And I just think it's the design of that game is so well done. Yeah. Um, I often like think, oh, I want to get back into that, keep mm -hmm. playing it some more. Um, I loved my which I do still with Rocket League, but I'd say maybe more so with Overwatch. I see more of the community seems to be like really thriving and like um, diverse it's, things you can do with it. Like it's crazy shooting. And yeah, stealth. it's crazy with uh, Destiny Two. Destiny Two's community right now is pretty ticked at the game just because. I don't. I think most of the complaints are kind of like, all right, if you yes, if you play 200 hours a week, there's nothing left to do in the game. I've played Destiny 2 on PC for 40 hours and on PlayStation 4 for 70 hours, and I have on PlayStation 4 17% of the gear sets, hmm. and on PC I have 25% of the gear, and so it's just like I have so much more to get and gather and hunt down and play. Plus, Crucible is always never ending. But all that being said. Whenever someone references like how you do a shooter or even loot boxes when talking about Star Wars Battlefront, mm -hmm. Overwatch is just king. How they yeah. nail the cosmetics, the style, the costumes, the limited time stuff, but other things that are more fair. Um, like I still want to get that costume for. I think I played. Her name is as uh, her name's Farah or something. Was what it was. Huh. And um, she was always really fun. She has like a Thunderbird outfit that I've always wanted to get. But yeah, no, I mean I don't think you can go wrong with Rocket League or Overwatch. They're both just awesome competitive games but yeah moving all right along trending gamer of the year for 2017 we have steven spawn from able gamers mike grizitz Grizz, 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 from shroud um dr disrespect uh clint lexa from half coordinated and then our good old what's good games andrea renee <laughs> who Wins my vote by a long shot. I, don't know I, he, I give it to Doctor Disrespect. So, really? Yeah. I don't listen to him or watch him at all. I just watched him on the H three podcast. Um, oh, go check it out. It's really awesome and funny. Yeah. And and, uh, and yeah, he's just. He's That's interesting. Like I thought you'd guy. be Andrea Renee too, like because I was. Uh, yeah, it was a debate. It was toss up between them. You know, she would have won by default, kind of like it did for you. But I just watched him, and it was really hilarious. I think I'll, it'll be between those two for sure, from what I've heard. Like people love Doctor Disrespect, yeah. and when I see on Twitter people saying like retweeting or liking tweets of like cast your vote today, I obviously I get lots of Andrea Renee because of the kind of funny community. But I do see lots for Dr. Disrespect, and uh, yeah, no, she just rocked it on the Kind of Funny Games Daily show, and like, you know, we always talked about how like Greg and Colin, when they had their kind of banter, it was always like only PlayStation, and like, they, PC games were for nerds, and Nintendo was for babies and stuff, like, and they were always joking that up, but they also would never talk about PC gaming or Nintendo gaming, and Andrea Renee is like... She knows everything about Destiny. She knows everything about like PUBG and Danny O'Dwyer was awesome at PUBG and like always has like good conversation to build up that show. But. Right, and I'd say that she wins probably in terms of like uh, journalism and like being an actual commentator. Uh, Doctor Disrespect is more of like an entertainer character. Yeah, it comes with like this whole like eighties like <laughs> yeah. macho even, man. Well, thing. even I don't know if you can see his uh, picture. Yeah, here, which is like it's just perfect. Yeah. and so um, but yeah, no um. Excited to see who wins there. It's, that's kind of a fun award. I think last year it was, was it Boogie that mm -hmm. won? Um, and then the year before that was Greg Miller. Right. So 
because he always he always adds trending gamer 2015 whenever he like identifies himself. Yeah, <laughs> looks at the camera. Um, and then the next one, this I don't get this one. Best student game. So I think they had a few students of game design that were able to submit their awards. Um, so shout out to them. I don't recognize any of the games. I think they're just kind of more. You know, probably can go. They have YouTube links if you want to go check them out on their website. If you go they watch do. the trailers, it's like that Zenoko when we had him on the show. I think one of his, that Code Seven game yeah. was made in one of those kind of like student program, like yeah. make it in a week sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, shout out to Zenoko by the way, yeah. and shout out to Hive Jump. Um, best indie or independent game. So you have Pyre, which I saw. 4K footage of this game the other day, and it was just gorgeous. It was like my goodness. I like I've heard of the game being awesome, but I'd never seen it in gameplay. Um, Night in the Woods, which I've heard rumblings about, but hasn't heard praise of. Cuphead, and What Remains of Edith Finch, and then Hellblade, um, Senua's Sacrifice, and then once again I gave this to Cuphead because it's Cuphead. Cuphead is nails yeah. every aspect of it. But I hear What Remains of Edith Finch is like a game of the year contender. For those people that you know are like super artsy and want to throw, and that's not the one that I recall like Colin doing a let's play of for a little bit, was it? Like that was I think beta? That, that was like I think everybody got into the rapture or oh, something. Yeah, or maybe yeah I, think sure. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah so there's that. But yeah, cups. It basically went in doubt if there was an opportunity to vote for Cuphead. I voted for Cuphead. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those games I kind of want to see sweep, you know, and like really... Yeah, <laughs> just like Cuphead. Cuphead. Yeah. Or like when the, the two brothers go up on stage, Cuphead also wins Best Music, Best Art Style, Best Game yeah. Direction, <laughs> Best Indie, Best Debut Indie, and they're just going up high-fiving everyone. <laughs> it's just an awesome time. Uh, moving right along, Most Anticipated Game Presented by McCafe, which is... Um, what is it? Jeff Keighley out there. He's making the connections. He's calling up McDonald's and he's like, I have a game awards show. <laughs> Do you, does the McCafe want to sponsor the best, most anticipated video game? <laughs> like, yeah, sure, man, whatever. Um, so yeah, most anticipated game, which people were criticizing this award because it's like, what are you even praising here? Is it just the trailer? Is it the fact that it's the idea of it? Like, it's kind of a silly award, but it's also fun. So, The Last of Us Part 2 by Naughty Dog, Red Dead Redemption 2, Monster Hunter World, Marvel Spider-Man, and then God of War. Which, by the way... Those are all good. Last of Us Part 2, um, I don't know if Monster Hunter World <clears throat> is, um, Marvel Spider-Man, and God of War, so most of the nominees are all PlayStation console exclusives. So. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and I think Mar Monster Hunter World, if it's not an exclusive, I know it has Aloy from Horizon in it. And like exclusive content to PlayStation, and Red Dead Redemption Two has a marketing deal with PlayStation. Yeah. So I, I think I gave this one to Red Dead. I can't entirely recall because it was I was torn between Last of Us Two and Red Dead. Yeah, but, Last of Us Two um, got mine. But Red Dead, I just know like with how I never I started playing Red Dead to try to get through it before this new one comes out because um, I had never experienced it before. I finally opened it. I owned it for like three years, and then. Um, just got distracted with school again and stuff, and just, I, it's playing on the PS3 is a little, like, news, like, kind of a nuisance, but, um, yeah. uh, I just, no, I just remember when Grand Theft Auto V came out, how insane that game was, mm -hmm. and it's still insane, it's still one of the most demanding, like, gorgeous games, yeah, I mean, Last of Us is also one of the, but I just think of how, like, the open world scope, mm -hmm. how I just, and I love the Wild West kind of atmosphere and all that I'm excited to go and mm -hmm. and find out what what they do um, <clears throat> Rockstar when they go next level and next gen um, 
is always something super special, and I feel like maybe with Uncharted 4, we've kind of already seen Naughty Dog, what they do with this new era of tech, mm -hmm. but I'm just excited always, like, where Rockstar goes and kind of the signs of what Grand Theft Auto 6 might be. Or, or even, yeah, like, I mean, honestly, the Red Dead Redemption tra story trailer didn't woo me as much as I would have wanted it to. Right. And so I'm just kind of waiting, like, it probably would have won my award if they would have shown what the online's going to be. And if the online is that you can make your own outlaw, your own cowboy, mm. you know, have your horse and just go across the entire Wild West, but it's, like, Grand Theft Auto Online in this Western atmosphere, which it probably will be, like, that would make it my, I, like, my most anticipated game. And I also kind of just want to know, like, when the release date is. And, like, Mike, I kind of have the same thought about, like, the Last of Us Part Two trailer that they just put out, that I wasn't really super impressed by it. I, yeah. I thought it was, I mean... What I really complimented it on, I think, talking to you, was just the sense of weight they gave the characters. Because I noticed that in a lot of games these days, um, sometimes it feels like they just don't get the animations right of people mm -hmm. and the like the feeling of there's actually like mass inside of their bodies. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Naughty Dog does a really good job of that. Right, because of the motion capture, they, mm -hmm. they do yeah, that extensively. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was really impressed by that. But overall, it was just like kind of dark and fuzzy and like just a random like he didn't really follow what was entirely going on yeah. and I'm just like what this doesn't showcase the game that great I feel like maybe Red Dead did a little bit better of that although yeah. um, Last of Us has had a couple of trailers now the first one they ever showed was way better than with Elliot most. playing the guitar yeah. that was, well that was, I think was also just shocking because it was at the Play or PlayStation Experience PSX it was like just no one was expecting Last of Us Part 2 to show up there or yeah. just even show up at all it wasn't at the time we were even expecting to see it and yeah, I mean, even the pro the picture here that the Game Awards has to preview it is Ellie playing the guitar. And uh, yeah, I think just, I mean, just The Last of Us is an incredible game. And I am also a little concerned. Like, I, I'd say I, I have faith that Red Dead's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. And I have faith, I guess, too, that Last of Us 2 is going to be amazing at the same time. But I also wonder how I'm going to be able to get back into that. It's like, it's like... I don't know. I always have concerns about that. I had concerns about Stranger Things too about them doing it again. Yeah. We just finished that recently, but I thought they did it. Like I was like, you How? finished the season? Yeah. Oh my! You, you like, never mentioned talking about. Any and other I thought episodes. it was absolutely incredible. Episode like, seven actually, was crap. Like the entire yeah, episode. Everybody, everybody kept saying that was like really controversial. Like before no. we saw it, so I'm like, here we go. It's the controversial one. Probably. I wish I would have known that going in. I probably could have. Because it took me like three days to watch that episode. I'm like, oh, shoot me in the face. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, and that, the thing is, is so far everything Neil Druckmann has said about The Last of Us Part Two in every interview has just been spot on, mm -hmm. like with expectations and the way right. they're exploring story and stuff. So I have high hopes for it, but it is also like, it's one of those games that you wouldn't need a sequel at all. And right. I think that was what made me so hyped about the trailer. We just saw that it didn't have Joel and Ellie in it because it's just like, Maybe they're gonna. Maybe that's how they're gonna handle the sequels. Not even so much, you know, another tacked-on story to Joel and Ellie, like the continued adventures of Joel and Ellie. But it's gonna be more like, all right, we've heard Joel and Ellie's story, and they're still gonna be like the prominent players. But let's focus on different characters and stuff, which gets me excited. Uh, best multiplayer game: Fortnite, Call of Duty, World War Two, Splatoon Two, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, Destiny Two, and Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. I think I gave my vote to Destiny 2 because I'm just such a Destiny fanboy. Um, but I think you gave yours to Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which I would, well, even when it kind of in hindsight, I'm like, mm, Player Unknown Battlegrounds is like, mm -hmm. as far as multiplayer goes, because I usually play Destiny 2 by myself. Um, yeah, well, it's just been such a revolution, I think, for the whole, like, 
you know, now there's all these clones coming out that mm-hmm. are trying to do the same. Well, I mean, even Fortnite, react. like, the reason I would say Fortnite's kind of the people saying the best multiplayer, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of reason it got kind of back into the news was because they had that Battle Royale mode. Yeah. Which exposed the real game to everyone, but I think the Battle Royale mode was kind of like, ooh, cool. And supposedly PUBG is now kind of getting into that phase of like, oh, yeah, that was cool like two weeks ago, but now it's like, oh, the hackers are everywhere, and it's yeah. like, oh, we're not going to play it, and you go prone, and it all comes down to whoever moves first is the one that gets kind of shot, and then, you yeah. know, it's like, there's all these complaints now, and optimization, and different things that they haven't improved yet. So I do think, like, um, there's a lot of things that could be improved about it, but it, the way that it came into this year it made such an impact, and I think it just revolutionized, like, the online arena in a way that kind of moves it forward after games, I felt, like, Daisy and, and those sorts of things, where it was a little bit more like open-world survival, and this was more... Um, I mean, Ark, I think, tried to try it. We we played a little bit of, like, the uh, Survival Evolved or whatever it was called, where it was it was like an arena. It was very much like Hunger Games, where you... But you got down, and you kind of had to, like, build a shelter. And I think yeah, it was, like... Yeah, like, dinosaurs, too, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's not like PUBG was the first one to try this concept. I don't want to say, like, they came up with it, and they're kind of like, trying to act like that in certain ways, it seems like. But... I just do think that they came out and became the big, the ones that yeah. got noticed. Well, I was just at GameStop getting my little Black Friday deal. Shout out to GameStop for my Black Friday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and they uh, they had on the TV Phil Spencer from Xbox, and they're talking about pub or yeah PUBG coming to Xbox, and Phil is he's just so happy to be playing games, <laughs> you know. And he's like, that's what I love about video games. Is he's like Matthew McConaughey all of a sudden, <laughs> but he was like, that's what I love about video games. Is you can, you know, 2016, you would have thought the next big thing in 2017 would be a, the the next big hero shooter, you know, because of Overwatch. And then all of a sudden, PUBG comes out of nowhere, and it's like, no, actually, people love battle royale, and it's just like, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, what will 2018 have, you know? I'm hoping for the big VR game. Like, everyone's like, game of the year. How cool would it be if in 2018 the game of the year is a VR game? Um, yeah. But, I, th- I mean, we just never know. And so, yeah, PUBG kind of came in and just rocks multiplayer. The, th- the one thing I will say about Destiny 2 in defense is PUBG is kind of like a, you know, not a one-trick pony because because of the mass arena, there's so much things that can happen. But it is always the same map. And it is always kind of the same strategy of, okay, go get your armor, and then you just hide for a half hour, you know, yeah. wait for the blue circle to go in. Yeah. The raid in Destiny 2, and the strikes, and the mm-hmm. boss design, and the gear hunt, and the loot, and the different guns, and the exotics, and the art style for all of them. Yeah. Like, it's I, that's why I get so annoyed with the Destiny community that they're complaining about the game. It's like, do you even stop to think about how much is in this game? Like, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy, the, the universe they've built there, and... You know, I, th- I did def- definitely cannot give it to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Cause it's like, <laughs> there's no way. Like, I'm giving it to Mario Kart 8 in 2017. I know, you know? yeah. And then Splatoon 2, like, is awesome. But there's too much with that online infrastructure to hate. And I haven't played Call of Duty um, or uh, Fortnite. But, but, yeah, no. So those are the best multiplayer games. Well, when you think of games, you have to consider with these categories, like, who carried, like, the year? Mm-hmm. Like, who do you think of when you think of the multiplayer game of the year? It probably and, would be PUBG. And so that's, yeah, that's what kind of what I kind of considered. And, yeah. Um, best sport and racing game, we have Project Cars 2, which is interesting that they've categorized both these, sports and racing, because then you have 
Pro Evolution Soccer, NBA 2K18, GT Sport, um, Forza Motorsport 7, and then FIFA 18. I gave my vote to Forza Motorsport 7 simply because I couldn't give my vote to Forza Horizon 3, which had their Hot Wheels DLC this year. And that, if, you, if you're looking for the best racing game of the year, Forza Horizon 3 Hot Wheels DLC, it's like cunning stunts and transform races and Mario Kart all thrown into one. You're doing loop-de-loops. It's hyper-realistic graphics, 4K. It's awesome. But um, Yeah, I think I did vote for that. I think I was looking at it, and I think Kayla actually like walked by at that time, and she was like, Forza, Forza, and I was like, all right, I'm going with that. I guess <laughs> I haven't played it at all. I haven't played any of those games. And I have my Xbox One sitting there. It's been on for Do like, you have Forza Horizon no. 3? Yeah, no. you need to get that, because then we can play together. Yeah. Um, actually, you could get it on PC now. And I really don't understand what's up with the whole forts. Uh, like, how why you, is it? How do you say pizza? Oh, that's a good. <laughs> there you go. Pizza. <laughs> pizza. Forza pizza. Forza pizza. It's Italian. That's how you say it. It was a big thing on kind of funny games because Greg was like, "It's not Forza. It's Forza." And Andrew Renee was like, "How do you say pizza?" And then he was just like, "Oh, oh, 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 oh just yeah. could not figure it out. So yeah, that's a yeah, quickly solved. That. <laughs> I know I had that ready in my back pocket. And you like since the moment I saw the word, I'm like, he's gonna try to <laughs> fight this. Actually, I didn't think that. Best strategy game: XCOM 2, War of the Chosen, Tooth and Tail, Total War. Warhammer 2, Halo Wars, and then Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which got my vote. Me too. Don't say Copa is not a Nintendo show at heart. Because we're getting over Halo and Total War and XCOM. We're like, Mario plus Rabbids. There's still so much left in Mario plus Rabbids for me to yeah. go do. And then I keep hearing, like, even the post game going back and getting everything, like, perfect is super challenging. It is. Because I've been doing that, like, as I play. Oh, yeah. I think I've only done, like, World 1 with it, but, like,. I didn't go on the World 2 until I've 100% World 1, and I've already gone back to the challenges, and it's like, my goodness, like, mm -hmm. you gotta be, you gotta know the strategies. There's one challenge that you had to do, where you literally had to let the enemy, like, hit you so you could bounce back and, like, hit against a certain thing to, like, get to the right area to attack the way you needed to attack, and, like, so I'm trying to figure it out, I'm like, how am I supposed to do this? And then they hit me accidentally, and I'm like, oh, that's the only way you can get knocked over there, and it's, and... I mean, it's Mario, the rabbits are creative, the music, Grant Kirkhope did awesome. It's an awesome, awesome strategy game, and perfect on the Switch, because it's just going to be a never-ending game now to have on the platform. Um, XCOM I hear is amazing, and it borrows, or Mario plus Rabbids borrows a lot from XCOM, and I don't really know. I, had, I did play Halo Wars 2 at Target on the demo Xbox they had, and it looked really fun. What yeah, I bet, I bet that's fun. I just haven't gotten into it. Um, I think I'd probably enjoy it. If I played it, I just can't really make it into my consideration. Yeah. Best family game: Splatoon 2, Sonic Mania, Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and then Super Mario Odyssey. Which, honestly, any of these could win if you have a family and you guys yeah. all play games together. You need to have all of these mm -hmm. owned. Um, I gave it to Mario Kart. Because, oh, really? I yeah. gave it to Odyssey because it's just like I guess. I actually don't know if I did give it to Odyssey. I feel like I would because it's just Odyssey is the best game of all of these. Yeah. But when it comes to family, yeah, yeah Mario Kart's probably... Yeah, I gave it to that because Odyssey I consider just to be like a single player experience, kind of limiting in the, like, getting all the family involved. Whereas with Mario Kart, I mean, everybody can play in the race pretty much. Yeah. I mean, unless you have like, or like five people, I don't know how many... I mean, 
It depends. If you get past four, it's like you have to get more switches involved and all that sort yeah. of complicatedness. So, I mean, but I just with, think that... With one switch, though, you can do four people with, like, Splatoon, you need multiple switches. My wife hates that we can't play together. Yeah. Sonic Mania, like, sure, you can play as Tails, Well, but... it's like, I think of the only game, like, on the Switch, really, that's that's nominated that I play with, like, Kayla, and then I play with, like, Dad, maybe on the spot, or Mom, or take over there, just anybody in the family... It's like Mario Kart, you always just detach the Or 1-2 Switch. Shout out to 1-2 Switch. That's true, because that... Best we were, family game. We were just playing that yesterday, actually. Um, we had a little downtime after after lunch. I plugged in 1-2 Switch into the <laughs> Switch, and when it's like doing some quick draw and some like, yeah. treasure chests, it's like... Th- and I commented, like, this game only comes out during times like this, when it's mm-hmm. like, you know, after a Thanksgiving meal. It's like the one oh, time yeah. of year. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's perfect for that. I want to sell it and get it digitally. Yeah. But, or... I'm considering keeping it just as my one physical game I ever have on the Switch. It's just always in the cartridge. Yeah, moving on. Best fighting game. Tekken 7, Nidhogg 2, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, Injustice 2, and then ARMS. I think I gave my vote to ARMS because it's the only game I've played of these fighting games. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, I did play Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and it actually was a really fun fighter. Um, but I hear there's kind of lots of um, unpolished corners with that. The campaign's kind of crap. I hear Injustice 2 is amazing. I think that's probably going to be the winner yeah. out, out of all of them just because the animation and the fighting and the characters have been awesome with that. But I had to give it to ARMS just as a shout-out to ARMS and just hoping it could win. Um, confirm your vote. Yeah, yeah I, I voted for ARMS. <laughs> I just gave it another vote, too. Like, let's, <laughs> let's give support to ARMS. It's unfortunate I hear... Um, that it's like the lobby is really dead. Like it takes no. sometimes over an hour to get linked up with somebody. It's like oh, so no. pathetically bad now, and that really makes me sad because what I mean, I I've won it. I hear the now the new achievement system sort of thing they have and the awards and badges or whatever it is and unlocking all the things is it makes it more incentivizing to go in there. But I was just I heard something about like somebody posted that picture and it was so sad of like their little icon and like an empty lobby yeah. and like I've been waiting for a long time. <laughs> Three days and then two yeah. days straight starts to take a toll on you. Yeah. Um yeah, they just released that new fighter that's like kind of like mm, a yeah. Samoan or something, I don't know. And yeah. Um looked really cool and I mean they actually were just talking about it on Nintendo Voice Chat about like how there's like, you know, just so many hundreds of arms to collect and how it's just so cool to get different combinations. And I think the only reason the guy was talking about it on Nintendo Voice Chat was because he does the wiki for it. So he was like, I just unlocked some new arms for the wiki. And it's like, everyone's like, cool, man. Like, yeah, we don't play it anymore. <laughs> like, everyone on the Nintendo show doesn't play it. But it's just, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, it was an awesome game. And we definitely loved playing it. Pro Controller was awesome, felt great. Yeah. It was a good, just kind of, I mean, I don't know. I... That'd be another game that I feel like would just be a fun game to like live stream. And like you and I playing together, doing one on ones, people hop in in the chat, and it's just like you're just kind of hanging out. But I can't. There's not many situations where I'm like, let's sit down for the evening, man, and just play some arms. Like I'd rather sit and do a long PUBG or you know one v one Civ or mm-hmm. um, or Destiny Two, like where you can just do so much. Yeah. It's like well, I think that was one of the major complaints with it is that it just got drowned out by. I mean. Nintendo Switch kind of got on a roll where at first it was kind of like, all right, like what games we have to anticipate, all ARMS is coming up, and then it just took off to where it was like, all right, now we can't even keep up, and Mm -hmm. ARMS just kind of got pushed to the side, and we moved on to Splatoon 2, and that was, you know, 
way better. It has way more established, you know, mm -hmm. support and fans. Yeah, it's and, a bummer you couldn't like have made your own fighter. I guess there is some appeal kind of in the Overwatch style, but you have your own fighter, but. Like, the, just, yeah, no lobby, like, to, like, wander around in, like, Splatoon has no single, like, really no single-player campaign, yeah. like, besides just fighting again and again and again. Super lightweight. Um, yeah, super, yeah, lightweight fighter, mm. as they say. But, had my vote, <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter. Um, best role-playing game, you have South Park, The Fractured Butthole, Final Fantasy XV, Divinity, Original Sin 2, Nier, Automata, and Persona 5. Now... I feel like we're gonna get torn apart for this, but I think we gave our votes to the fractured butthole. Yeah. Because I mean, quality combat, hilarious writing, very good visual aesthetic with the South Park style. Loved creating my new kid. He looks like Thor from Thor Ragnarok, yeah. and he has a lightning-powered fart. They, I think they actually called him Thunder Fart once, and it was like perfect because I had my Thor outfit on. It just was immersed in that world. And I need to go back and beat it. Me too. I kind of got because I think we both did the fight against uh, slight spoilers for against Captain Chaos or Professor Chaos. Right. Um, and that was it. Kind of felt like a season ending almost, or yeah, like yeah. a like a chapter ending. So I feel like if I were to go back into it, it'd be like, all right, last season you defeated Professor Chaos. Moving onwards, you know, gotta yeah. go find uh, the one guy. So. Um, yeah, that that got my vote, but you know, I guess I, can't. It all came down to I can't comment on as to the quality or anything of the other ones. I haven't played any of them. I hear Persona Five. It's on sale for Black Friday yeah. weekend for I think thirty bucks, mm -hmm. which I hear. I is would like love a, that to come out like on the Switch or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I don't. Yeah, it's it's PlayStation exclusive. Right? I think so. I think I think, I think it's PS Three deal with Sony. Yeah. Yeah, but they've had Persona games on Nintendo consoles well, before. Um, the Switch is getting the new, like, Shin... I don't know how you pronounce this. Shin Megagami Tensei, whatever, yeah. Mugami. Hey, Megami Tensei. Um, and it's getting that, and I guess that's, like, the parent series of mm -hmm. Persona. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, we had Fire Emblem Cross, basically Persona, was what yeah. people were calling it. And I hear Nier Automata is, like, Game of the Year contender for a lot of people. Um, but, yeah, Persona 5. I've, I played Persona 4 Golden on the Vita and never really got too into it, but I hear Persona 5 is, like... So I, someone commented on a forum, they're like, that's the most stylish game you'll play, like when I was asking if I should get it on sale, and I replied with a little gif of Glover from the N64, and I'm like, excuse me? Because <laughs> Glover, while a little bit, is definitely the most stylish game, but Persona 5 may take it. We're getting to the heavy hitters now, though. Best action adventure game, Uncharted The Lost Legacy, Assassin's Creed Origins, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, and Horizon Zero Dawn. And I think I gave my vote to Horizon Zero Dawn for action adventure because the adventure of that game was the best. Um, it was awesome. It, it, like I think there was a few other categories that I really wanted to give Horizon the the, the winner, um, but I couldn't because like I like Mario had to win Game of the Year and all that. Um, but yeah, I think this is where I gave Horizon its chance to shine with best action adventure. And I think <clears> I gave it to Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I could see that. I think, I mean, I mean, Breath of the Wild, and, you know, maybe we'll get to this a little bit later with Game of the Year discussion and some other, you know, best action game or something. I'm not too sure where else they pop up competing against each other. Yeah. But Horizon, I think, does enemy design way better because the robot dinosaurs are way more fascinating than the goblins. Um, the world definitely looks better because it's, you know, Horizon. And the story compared to Zelda is just drastically better because Zelda doesn't really have a story. It's like the 12 memories you can go uncover 
and some generic lines for the Divine Beast to kind of set you up in that world. But nothing, I mean, you don't talk about Zelda and be like, that riveting story just pulled me in. There's a few cool beats. Like one moment where I think I shed a tear. Where I was like, that was a beautiful little moment. Yeah. But the rest of Zelda is about the exploration and stuff. And yeah. so. Well, I do feel like it really feels like you're going on an adventure with Zelda. Yeah. Especially Breath of the Wild felt like an adventure. And it feels like an adventure for me that's still continuing because mm -hmm. I haven't done... I haven't finished my main file, I haven't done any master mode that's still coming out with, you know, the DLC, which I know Horizon is. With Horizon, I just haven't, I haven't played it. So yeah. I know, um, there's a kind Man, of... I can't, I can't wait for that day you play Horizon, yeah, it's gonna be and awesome. you beat it, and you message me like, I just beat it, and I'm just gonna be like, welcome home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you played the game of the year, because it's just, yeah, Horizon. Horizon is literally, like... I joined the Horizon subreddit just to ask everyone, is there any other game like this? Like, Horizon was just, will forever be a game that I, if, the, if anyone ever asks, like, even more so than The Last of Us, if anyone ever asks, is there a game that you wish you could forget so you could replay it as if it was the first time, I would 100% choose Horizon because it was such a ride. Yeah. Um, best action game, we have Prey. Neo, Destiny 2, Cuphead, and Wolfenstein 2. I honestly don't know where I'd give this to. I think I'd probably give it to Destiny 2 because Destiny 2 is kind of like one of my top contenders for Game of the Year. Um, otherwise, it may have been Cuphead because Cuphead's Cuphead. Uh, I need, need, need to play Wolfenstein desperately. I, I, I hear Wolfenstein. It looks amazing, sounds amazing. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I love what Bethesda does, like with their game Prey too, but Wolfenstein even more so than Prey. It just seems yeah. to have just rocked everyone. The trailers looked amazing. Um, yeah, I want to play that. I want to finish the first one um, before I get to that because I know it's kind of that sequel thing. We've talked about it before, I think, on the show. Um, for that category, I think I may have given it to Cuphead because I think I, you know, it's just all, it, the sweep argument that I want to win in every category. <laughs> and on top of it, I mean, it's a really intense, like, action game. I mean, action game. So, yeah. yeah, it's got genuine, like, good boss fights and. And the combat's pretty good. I mean, I mean, it's pretty basic, but there's a lot of like different power-ups you can get, and a lot of it revolves around the combat and the action of it. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Moving on, best VR slash augmented reality game. So virtual reality or augmented reality. Um, Super hot VR, Star Trek Bridge Crew, Lone Echo slash Echo Arena, Farpoint, and then Resident Evil Seven Biohazard, which yeah. wins it. And I think for us, I think we'll win overall. However, shout out to Skyrim VR, which if it was in the running for the nominees, Skyrim VR would take the cake. Yeah. And I think it is like one of the definitive VR experiences. Mm -hmm. um, we had our entire episode last week, episode 79, is completely dedicated to our Skyrim VR impressions. And I think it's like, isn't it like an hour long is what we did? Like an hour? Yeah. So long? Yeah. So it's pretty meaty. And we get into the whole impressions of Bleak Fall Barrows and stuff. So I, I would maybe, I mean... I don't know, like, taking that into consideration about if Skyrim versus Resident Evil, I just still might consider Resident Evil okay. the winner. Just because, for one, it, like, it's one of those games that carried VR throughout, throughout the whole year. Um, everybody, like, people bought VR units throughout the entire year because of that game. And um, the reception, all the positive, you know, people telling, like, go get this game. Resident Evil 7 on VR is just next level. I mean, like, Greg Miller on Kind of Funny, they were all, like, trying to experience it using the VR, I think it really helped sell it, um, which now Skyrim is is really doing a lot like none other, so it's, it's really tough. The only thing with Resident Evil 7 beyond that is that it 
was so custom built, it felt, for VR. Like, so much of it is the experience is made to get right up in your face mm -hmm. and all these things yeah. where it's happening to you and you feel immersed in that. And some of the graphics that they can push a little bit further because of the limited space and true, um, the true. things that they're doing. It's like, there's a realism there. There's like a the grittiness, the art direction. Everything is like really built for this kind of a perfect VR um, experience, it feels yeah. like. Um, like horror genre is probably going to be an amazing VR genre yeah and same well, with the best parts the best parts of skyrim vr are those moments where you're scared yeah, definitely. and like in a dark corridor and you mm -hmm. just want like it's just something about it like just feels good to be scared like which normally i'm not a horror guy but just yeah. something about vr like just putting yourself in those situations that you would normally never ever be in yeah it's just fun mm -hmm. so yeah uh, yeah, VR is awesome. I, I think because I just hopped on it this at the end of this year and I got my Move ones. Oh, Shout yeah. out to GameStop for buying Black Friday deals. <laughs> yeah. um, finally got my Move controllers and uh, someone scraped off the serial number on one of them. I don't understand, but they had a two for one deal. I got two Move controllers and an Xbox One controller, all red, GameStop exclusive for sixty bucks total which normally two move controllers alone are $100, and that red controller off of Amazon was $80. So I, I saved buckets of money, um, which is nice. Moving right along, best handheld game, Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World, which is not a handheld game, guys. It's a Wii U game that was ported to the 3DS. Can't be nominated. Actually, it can. It is a handheld game. And it's got Poochie in there. Yeah, got, yeah, they added Poochie, which I had the Amiibo. I think I own the game, too. Monster Hunter Stories, Metroid Samus Returns, Ever Oasis, and Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valencia. I gave my vote to Metroid yeah. Samus Returns. What I played of it was fluid, beautiful, awesome, great. It's Metroid. It deserves the attention, so Nintendo knows. Yeah. We love Metroid. Even though we don't need to tell them as much anymore with Metroid Prime um, coming out, it's still important to let them know that we love the series. Even support. I want Reggie to go up on stage and accept the award. Like, you know, here at Nintendo, <laughs> we love Metroid. <laughs> and have a little Metroid pin. Um, would be fitting, actually, because he kind of teased Metroid years ago at the Game Awards with that little Metroid pin mm. when he was announcing Donkey Kong um, Tropical Freeze, I think. So, yeah. Best mobile game. Fire Emblem Heroes, Super Mario Run, Old Man's Journey, Monument Valley 2, and Hidden Folks. I gave my vote to Fire Emblem Heroes. Me too. Um, because Super Mario Run was fun, awesome $10 flat rate, but ran dry the moment you beat all the worlds. I didn't really have a lot of fun with Toad Rally. Fire Emblem Heroes, I literally played today, and I've been playing almost daily yeah. since launch. I just got one of the five-star heroes, some lady, I'm not too sure. And I'm just, I've not got um, Takumi, and I did get Krom as a four-star, I think. But, I mean, that's a game that I just, I want to collect every hero. Yeah. I want to get them all to five. If you, they added a catalog of heroes where now you can view all the heroes you have. And mm -hmm. if you get them to five-star um, ranking and level them up to 40, um, you can, they, it outlines them in, like, a special border. Mm -hmm. So you can eventually screenshot your catalog of heroes that has all of your heroes all maxed out level, which is my oh. ultimate goal. Wow. Um, but I haven't spent a dime on the game. I've been unlocking heroes at a steady rate, and it's just been awesome. And it's an awesome strategy game, too. Yeah, it's complex, I'm, it's deep. It's uh, super I deep. I mean, it's, like, it's challenging. Um, it's huge. Like, there's so much to do in it. The story's, like, lengthy. They keep adding stuff to it. There's just always stuff to do. So I felt like that's just 
a game that keeps giving and giving and giving, so yeah. it deserves it. And yeah, they, they add so many updates to it because it's making them just buckets of money. Mm-hmm. They're probably just so pumped. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's making money hand over fist. Best ongoing game, which Jeff Keighley described as a game that, you know, like he said, with games and with award shows, we don't really have games that, uh, or like with award shows, we have the Emmys where you can nominate an ongoing TV series. So Mad Men may not win one year, but it can win the next year. But um, with games, we never really had a category for something like that, even though games have kind of become TV series in a sense of continuous seasons, updates, etc. And so Best Ongoing Game was supposed to kind of encapsulate that, that a game that may have come out in 2013, but now is way better. And the best, one of the best examples of that that I hear is, number one, Warframe, which I really want to check out because I hear that game is drastically different than when it launched. Um, you have Rainbow Six Siege, Overwatch, Grand Theft Auto Online, Destiny 2, and Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which um, I gave my vote to, I think, Grand Theft Auto Online, but if they would have put Destiny 1 in here, that would have won my vote by a long shot because in April they had the Age of Triumph where they added all of their old raids, updated the light level to all of them, added new gear to all of them, new guns to all of them. They also added all these achievements and awards and record books that you could use to earn a real world t-shirt. Like all in April this year and had it continue with special events up until the launch of Destiny 2. Like it was an awesome way to go out and made the game the best it's ever been. And Destiny 2 like hasn't had that quite yet. Um, so that's why I gave mine to Grand Theft Auto Online because they added the cunning stunts, the transform races, the continuous updates, free updates. Um, I figured it, like it's just been one of those games like you know, if Grand Theft Auto V got its award for its story years ago, then this is the time for it to get its award for its online component. Yeah, I was torn between Destiny 2 and this one because of, like you say with Destiny, how well they did that. Um, mm-hmm. That was my reasoning for my vote for Destiny 2, was I feel, um, for one, that it has a lot of content, kind of like what you argued earlier for best multiplayer game, how like much more has to offer beyond PUBG. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it has so much there, and then it so does. much they can expand on. Yeah, they. Uh, we already see the first DLC coming out. It like that looks awesome. awesome. And so I just felt like if they do the same thing they did with Destiny One, which I feel they do, they will do, or they'll take it even further. They can. They, they the have best. the groundwork to take it further. Yeah. So because, this will be the best online, ongoing mm-hmm. game. That's yeah. What I felt. I can't wait. Yeah, they, 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 they've started a foundation that's way better than Destiny 1's foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, games for impact, so games that you would assume kind of, you know, make a change in the world. Please knock on my door, night in the woods, life is strange, bury me, my love, what remains of Edith Finch, and then Hellblade. Um, all these games, like Hellblade I know deals with mental health, um, life is strange kind of deals, I think, with like teenage angst, I'm not too sure. Um, so games that kind of impact in that way. I may have given my vote to Life is Strange because of what I've heard of it. I think I but, skipped, skipped that one. Yeah. Best performance, you have Melinda Jurgens for Hellblade, Laura Bailey for Uncharted the Lost Legacy as Nadine, Claudia Black in Uncharted the Lost Legacy as Chloe Frazier, Brian Bloom as BJ Malkovitz in Wolfenstein 2, and Ashley Birch as Aloy in Horizon Zero Dawn. I gave my vote to Aloy, Ashley Birch, for Horizon because... Not only did I love Horizon, but Aloy was an awesome character, and I watched some interviews actually with Ashley Birch, and she really explained the design of Aloy really well, so yeah. um, that's why um, I gave my vote to. I think I skipped that one too. 
it's all good. Um, best Audio Design, Destiny 2, Hellblade, Resident Evil, Breath of the Wild, and Super Mario Odyssey. I saw, shout out to Tim Geddes. I think he was laughing at Breath of the Wild for audio design, which I thought was absurd. Like, that game has awesome audio. That's what I gave my vote to. Oh, really? Yeah, he was like, "How? who thinks of that for audio design? It's like, there's uh, no music in that game. The best point of it is the audio design. Exactly. Um, I gave my vote to Destiny 2 because when you play that, you hear the guns and the explosions of someone's super, like, that was one of the first things I think everyone noticed when they played Destiny 2 beta was like... The sounds are so good. I watched a, a video documentary. It was like 30 minutes long on how they capture the sounds. Like they go out to fields and shoot real guns and then mm -hmm. add in like someone shaking metal to make it so it's just like all warbly. It's like some Breaking Bad level, Dave Porter level of stuff. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. Breath of the Wild, like yeah, just getting lost in that world and hearing felt, the sounds of the forest. I felt that it was like a movie soundtrack in terms of it was like a soundscape that wasn't necessarily, you know, just melodic, here's a tune that's going to play in the background. It was flowing in and out mm -hmm. of what you were doing. As you rode a horse, it would start to do kind of horsey things <laughs> with the pianos, and <laughs> you know, it fades seamlessly in and out, and you'd go to a village, and suddenly it just kind of come in, a new like melody would fade in, and you'd go over, stand near someone, and then the melody would shift a little bit to whoever, depending on... But you, you never know. notice. Like, right. You never, like, or, like, never notice in such an abrupt way, like, oh, now I'm in this spot, you know, it's the always... The little subtle sounds to, like, alert you to things, and just, you know, everything was charming and felt right, felt mm -hmm. good, and just, it was all just really well done. Um, and so, yeah, I felt like... I wasn't even a huge fan necessarily of the sound. Like the I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't just like listen to the Breath of the Wild soundtrack. But in terms of the atmosphere that the sound the immersion, yeah. was able to provide, was yeah, really awesome. So one of those games, and like Super Mario Odyssey is another one where I like I cannot play it with like a podcast playing. Like I gotta like Mario Odyssey. I have played, and I've like unplugged the podcast just so I can listen to the game because just the music and sound is so good. Um, but yeah, Destiny Two, I gave my vote to because. The gun sounds, like, especially when you get to exotic guns, and they have, like, completely unique sounds, and um, it's just awesome. I need to go into the game sometime and just turn off the music and just crank the sound, and so I can hear that. Speaking of sound, though, we have score, best score of music with Destiny 2 once again. Cuphead, Nier Automata, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, and Persona 5. I'm pretty sure I gave my vote to, this time to Super Mario Odyssey, because, you know, when you get into... Uh, what is it, the Wooded Kingdom, and that music starts playing, and Jump Superstar, and oh, yeah. some of the nostalgic notes and tunes and stuff totally. that they have in there, it's just, there's that's a soundtrack I actually listen to. Well, like, I, when they announced, when they had that first trailer where it's the um, Cascade Kingdom theme, they eventually, they used it in that first trailer, where Mario jumps out in mm -hmm. the Metro Kingdom and is running around, it's like... They're using that Cascade theme. That song was stuck in my head. I looked yeah. at like the orchestral like recreations of it, like when it wasn't even officially out yet. I was listening to that song. It was stuck in my head when Jump Up Superstar came out. That song, like I just sang to myself for months until that game came out. That it was like a really effective marketing. I kept thinking like that. It's just got it going in my and head. And by the time you get to that point in the game where they play this song, you're just like crying, bawling, and you're just. Playing through the level, it's just such a magical moment. Like they just, and then, I mean, they even made it part of like the moons of the toad, like asking you what song, and you kind of yeah. revisit, and then you can go and choose your own song to listen to as you play different levels if you want. There's yeah. so much around the music and 
Mario's always been like I was just watching a, a video about Mario and the underwater music and how Koji Kondo kind of really invented a lot or even of the fact that each song in the game has an 8-bit version like mm -hmm. how many yeah. times do you google like 8-bit version of Uncharted theme song because like it's just something cool about listening to it mm -hmm. and like now we're gonna do that for you like if you go into a pipe it plays that song 8-bit no matter what and it's just like yeah, it's, and it's just, that seamless transition, like when people go underwater, it's like banjo and stuff, where it would seamlessly transition to that underwater. Yeah, <laughs> it just yeah, it has that kind of extra reverb and different instruments playing. Yeah, it's just had to give it to that best art direction. We have Destiny Two, which Destiny Two was nominated for a ton. Yeah, um, Destiny Two, Cuphead, Breath of the Wild, Persona Five, and Horizon Zero Dawn. I gave my vote to Cuphead because, as far as art direction goes, like yeah. sure. You know, Horizon probably looks the best of all of these, and Persona 5 has, like, a lot of style. But that just unique, almost never-before-seen art direction of Cuphead. Yeah, I, I regret not giving it to Cuphead. I, I agree with you. I think what it did was, you give it to? I gave it to Horizon, because I know oh, that yeah. Horizon, like, I, I love the art direction ever since I first saw Horizon. The robot like, dinosaurs. The robot dinosaurs, and just the world, like, was so beautiful, and the mm -hmm. technology, kind of, like, the merging Melding with all that, yeah. The buildings that have been overrun. I just really love that art direction. They and the photo through. mode is gorgeous. I'm, but I'm, I do, I do yeah. think Cuphead, like, I love that style so much, too. I almost had the same exact, or did have the same exact reaction to that game when I saw it, where I was like, you know, this... It's all amazing. It just really appeals to mm -hmm. that the style I like, and so it's tough between those two. But um, I think I gave it to Horizon for this one a lot, partially because I wanted to at least represent Horizon, give it some support and something. Because I I haven't played it yet, but I've been wanting to for so long, and it's always been a game that I really had a lot of like I wanted to. I wasn't able to get it because Breath of the Wild came out like right with it I couldn't afford it back earlier in the year mm -hmm. and it just never really worked out but it's been like uh, I can't wait to eventually get to it yeah well so you, like, you're gonna be spoiled because you're gonna get when you get it you're gonna get the complete edition most yeah. likely and the bummer part about the complete edition is like it can't be a sequel to the game so from what I hear the DLC is kind of like a side story to the main campaign mm -hmm. and you can just play it like almost right off the bat like whenever you want to get started with it you can just go start this kind of side venture and so I'm excited to play it but I kind of like I want more like I want to know beyond the story like what happens and so you're just gonna be able to experience it together all at once yeah. you know probably how it's kind of meant to be played almost and so I'm jealous of that but yeah speaking I mean speaking of best or of horizon best narrative um, you have Horizon Zero Dawn nominated, as well as What Remains of Edith Finch, Nier Automata, Hellblade, and Wolfenstein 2. Horizon Zero Dawn took my vote um, by a long, long shot. Best narrative I think I've ever played. Um, awesome, awesome game. So, yeah, I don't know. Did you have any other votes uh, for that? What? I don't know if I even voted for this category because... You don't know if you got too deep um, in any of those games? Or? Yeah, I, I don't think I did. Yeah. All right, well... Best Game Direction, which was kind of taking a game, like usually I think a sequel, into a new direction. You have Wolfenstein 2, Resident Evil 7, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, and Horizon Zero Dawn. I, Horizon Zero Dawn I almost gave it to because of what they did with Killzone before and how this is just drastically different. But I had to give it to Breath of the Wild because completely changed the direction of a franchise with Zelda, which we know and love and is now the standard for Zelda. Yeah. Way more, like, Breath, I mean, 
Odyssey was more of a return to roots, mm-hmm. and you know I can't speak much to Wolfenstein or like I imagine Wolfenstein isn't like a drastically new direction, and Resident Evil still builds on that horror. You know, granted VR adds a lot to it, but um, yeah, Breath of the Wild just I mean it changed Zelda, which is like almost impossible to do. Yeah, um, and then yeah, I do think though if you're if you're I guess they do include Guerrilla Games here and Sony Active Entertainment if you're including that Horizon is a definite contender because they went from a first person shooter to a narrative driven open world exploration through a third person game which is pretty insane but I had to give it to Zelda and then oh were you going to say anything? Um, yeah I gave it to Zelda as well um, this was kind of I mean slight spoilers it's, it was in consideration with my game of the year choice so my game of the year choice um, in my vote well this well here final category to talk about we're here Okay. Game of the Year. We'll get it all. <laughs> yeah. Game of the Year nominees from the Game Awards: The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which has tons of controversy, Persona Five, and then Horizon Zero Dawn. And you gave your vote too. I gave it to Mario Odyssey. You gave it to Super Mario Odyssey. I did as well. I was, and you're, you'll, people will be shocked to hear. It wasn't between Mario and Zelda. Mine was between Mario and Horizon. Yeah. Because I thought Horizon, on almost every other level besides the pure magic of Zelda, was better than Zelda. Mm-hmm. Zelda just had that magic, though. I, mean, I was trying to get past that, trying to just shake the spell off, and then Horizon would have had it. But then Mario, like, up until Mario came out, Horizon would have had it, and I was kind of proud to say that. Like, mm, I want Horizon to win over Zelda. People were like, you crazy. And then Mario came along, and I'm like, okay. Nothing. You can't get better. The music's the best. The Mm -hmm. graphics are the best. As far as art style goes, the gameplay is the best. The collectibles are the best. The replayability is the best. The portability is the best. It is. It. I mean, that's the thing. That the biggest part about Horizon is there is nothing in that game. Not even like go back and hunt and build up a high score or something. Like there's nothing in that game to go on and do. I mean, it's a packed game. You'll get fifty to a hundred hours out of it if you want to get the platinum. But once you do that, if you obsessively play, it's kind of done. Where Mario, like, it's just, it's, I can't imagine myself beating it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's so much content in it. Uh, it's, it's got this, the charm and like the, we were kind of talking about um, when it returned. Uh, I don't know exactly which episode, but we were comparing it to Breath of the Wild. We're getting kind of early Game of the Year discussion going on and talking about how. Mario takes a lot of the puzzles and elements from Zelda, and a lot of that just the gameplay is so solid. Um, or even just the Korok seeds, like as a comparison, yeah. like collecting a moon is way more fun than finding a Korok seed. Like the Korok seed is like usually pretty simple, and it's like on the t- top of a hill. Sometimes they're kind of more chory than fun, and yeah. you know. But like Mario makes them like is about as equivalent as far as collectibles and puzzles go, but just way more engaging and unique and. I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah, it, it's one of the games that I think I'm going to be picking up and playing more throughout the future than I did necessarily Zelda. There's a lot of aspects to it where I'm like, I don't really feel like replaying those bosses again in Zelda, but there's always the aspect of Mario where one day I would totally start a new file and play through. It's like Mario 64, I played through a, a million times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sunshine, I've started, I've never actually got to the very end of it, but I've played through like two-thirds of it a million times and yeah. beat Galaxy, you know, beat 
I need to beat Galaxy 2, which I'm kind of excited to go after after this. But just Mario is just always like, you can always play it, no mm -hmm. matter what. Um, I think, and it's always nice to kind of leave a few things left so you can always pick it up and have yeah. a few things to do. So you know, you can choose when to finish it, kind yeah. of, um, and take your own time with it. It's just like, it's, I don't know, Zelda, I feel like I will get through it, and then it will, it'll be like, that was awesome. Now let's move on, wait for the next Zelda, or just yeah. go play a different Zelda. I'm excited with Champion. Champion's Battle will probably be my, yeah. let's get back but, to the Zelda. But when that's done, when Zelda's done, I just feel like Mario will live on in the future. I feel like I got so much joy out of it. The music was stuck in my head for months and months. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, I, I don't know, the excitement for it, I feel like Zelda was mixed with the Switch hype, and so it kind of was like... It was hard. I, I feel Zelda deserves the Game of the Year title in terms of when you think of what held the, the year, sort of mm -hmm. that category, um, which I consider for most of the other... Although um, Mario did, I mean, from the get-go, people were like, I'm going to pick up the Switch and get Zelda. Yeah, I thought about that too. But I'm getting it for that inevitable Mario. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Mario, or or there's the people out there, like even some commenters on the show that are like, I'm waiting for Mario, you know? Yeah, and totally. like, Zelda was a good holdover, but wait till Mario comes. Yeah, I'm, I, I echo the same things. I mean, Mario does music better, does the graphics better, does every cat like systematic category better. And then even having, I mean, even changing the way we kind of you know have Mario, like the fact that you can change his outfit, like that was a small touch that actually was kind of addictive to get new outfits yeah. for him. And uh, and the photo mode, like you yeah, Zelda didn't have a photo mode, like I mean, it's just yeah, it does that way better. And I do just, I mean, before we end the show, you know, obviously Mario gets our vote. But really, if you can go play Horizon, like that, I can't echo that enough with all these awards. Like that is that is my second place for Game of the Year, um, number one, yeah, PlayStation game. And so, if you don't have a Switch and you're like, if you have a PlayStation and you don't have a Switch, uh, go play Horizon. Yeah, and it's, it's twenty bucks. Yeah. Um, until Tuesday, so until tomorrow. Good deal. You have yeah twenty bucks, and then it'll be on sale with the club complete edition when that comes out. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's so close to being a tie between Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey that it was it's such a tough choice that I kind of went best. I think that Breath of the Wild took it in terms of moving forward in the future of games, changing open world games, you know, setting a new bar for what you can do um, with in terms of, you know, trying to evolve your series and try to take it to the next level and do something new and innovative. Um, and I think Mario did that in some ways, but in many ways it didn't could do things as innovatively crazy, but it made me just, I had more fun with it, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like it was just more of like a fun happiness. Like yeah, look, at, look at my playtime hours, like I think I'm only at like 40 hours into Mario, like, yeah. and Zelda was 150 within like a week, <laughs> but it's just, yeah, like, it was just, you know, that a lot of the reasons was because there's just so many times spent walking in Zelda, where yeah. Mario... There's really a moment where you're just kind of walking to one point to the other. You're just jumping, 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 teleporting, waving over here. And oh, just... and they're just such good complementary games to each other. It's just been such a great year for yeah. video games. Honest, and... Honestly, I mean, I can't speak to, I think, if the other nominee was Persona 5. But PUBG, I mean, I don't think PUBG should win because not even the whole early access argument that people have been having. Like, should an early access game be nominated? Like, a game's a game. But PUBG is so glitchy, and it's one map, and the graphics sometimes are a little weird, and it's just like that you don't memorize the music. Like I mean, sure, on the pure gameplay ideas perspective, like it's a very good game of the year contender. But 
Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it did win, or I wouldn't be like upset. Um, but yeah, then the other games, like Horizon, I think it was like, I, I forget the other ones. Like, I mean, Horizon is a definite contender. Yeah, PUBG, um, Breath of the Wild, Persona, like the, all those games are completely worthy. Like, if they're, if any of them wins, I won't be like upset. Or I think there was like one year where I'm like, it has to be this game. Like, mm-hmm. there's no other way. Yeah. And I, I, I'll be, I'll give kudos to anyone. I think of all of them, though, I think the lowest would be PUBG. But, yeah, then there's no denying that it's a global phenomenon. That's just, like, the number one concurrent players on Steam. So, I mean, it just depends on really how you classify Game of the Year. But we give it to Mario. Copai approved Game of the yeah. Year. Unanimous decision. The design um, of Mario is just, I think, top class. It, it deserves it. I was just thinking a little bit more about, you know, comparing the design of Mario versus Zelda. And I just do think that Mario... Now we need Mario on top there. Battle Royale. You just got so much when you go into that game. Hundred codes. Like, you don't get drowned. Like right now in Zelda, I mean, there's things I could do. I could leave the little tower I'm supposed to, but if I want to move on in that game, I have to get through this place I'm kind of stuck at because it's been so long since I've even played it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what am I even doing anymore? Yeah. Whereas Mario, you go in there and it's like, all right, I'm gonna go to a different kingdom now mm-hmm. and just do get some moons here, and then it's like, oh, if you're stuck here, I'm gonna go here and do some stuff, and then yeah. I have to like. There's always a different route you can take and something else you can get done, which yeah. I feel like really progresses you in the game. Instead yeah. of just going like find a Korok seat because you're so stuck in this puzzle, it's mm-hmm. like you can't even progress. I feel like Mario just nails the design in, in such a like a compact way. We're talking about the like Kingdom was a great way to go about yeah. it. And yeah, it's perfect. It's, it's awesome. Amazing. All yes. of them are good. Golden Age of Gaming and 2018. I mean, we have Last of Us Part Two, Spider-Man, God of War, Red Dead Redemption... Um, Fire Emblem, Metroid Prime coming out soon, mm-hmm. like, Pokemon. Non- yeah, Pokemon on a Switch HD console, I mean, it's, we got more and more stuff coming, we'll be back in 2018 with more Copai Gaming, we're hoping to do, I'm going to be moving actually to a place where I'm going to get kind of my own gaming studio, so hoping for more live streams or more content in that regard, Zach now has um, a pretty high-end PC, and uh, we're kind of being, expanding beyond Nintendo, so maybe you can be publishing some, like, either content in that regard, um, or you know maybe not, but I mean, we, we have options available to us. We're able to do more than ever by expanding Copai, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to show off the new branding because we have a pretty cool new logo we're playing with, um, and you know some new ways to present that, and even trying things beyond YouTube. Like YouTube's kind of been our platform, but trying out Facebook video and Twitch, and you know doing more stuff on Twitter, and you know maybe doing it in such a way that it's more streamlined, so it's not just trying to push out our YouTube content. So. If you know us here on YouTube, be sure to check us out on the other platforms. Everything as Copai Gaming. But until 2018, until next time. Honestly, the entire time, I think it was supposed to be facing this way. I wondered that. Because this is where the logo is. 
So it's probably like picking up our echo off of that the whole time. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if this sounds better. We'll know at the oh, end. Oh, guys, at the very end. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, uh, we have the microphone turned the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Link. <laughs> All right. Wait, Holly, oh. say, uh, say hi to the camera. Oh! <laughs> that was an That is such a terrible scream. Oh, man. Alright, see you guys in 2018. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And God bless everyone. everyone. Christmas time!